Tonight, we rejoice. And what do we rejoice in, huh? If you listen to the first song, the Exalted, which I try to sing every year, you know, it's those little notes. It's hard to follow them all. But anyway, as it says, it says, Rejoice, heavenly powers. Sing choirs of angels. Uh, exalt all creation round his throne. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is risen. That's what we believe. That Jesus Christ, our Lord, is risen. And so if that's what we believe, then what we need to be doing is rejoicing. We should be rejoicing. We're going to focus on tonight three different things. The first thing we need to rejoice over is Jesus is the conqueror of death. The conqueror of death. And when we talk about death, we talk about not only the death of what was physical death, which all go through, which all will, we will all go through. But he's also, and we'll see tonight, the conqueror of sin, which equals death. And we'll do that because tonight we will baptize Rebecca, who will be freed from original sin, be brought into newness of life. So Christ is the conqueror of death, which we'll come back to. The second thing that Jesus Christ is the conqueror of is hunger. Hunger. And we'll examine John chapter 6, because tonight we bring Beth and she becomes a member of the Catholic faith. As a member of the Catholic faith, the greatest thing that makes us different from all others is we have the bread of life. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will live forever. And so he conquers the hunger within our hearts and our lives. And finally, what we're going to rejoice in tonight is he is the conqueror of weakness. Huh? Sometimes we go around all week. Tonight, Sean Tubbs will be confirmed along with the other two. But as we confirm them all, we spend a special good time with Timothy when it says God is not a cowardly God. It's spirit that he has given us is no cowardly spirit, but one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. Huh? So let's look at those things for each of us and how it helps us. The first thing Jesus Christ as conqueror is of death and sin. And for that, those who have your Bibles, and you should, let's go to the second reading today, and it's in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And here, it's, we'll start with uh, verse 4. Or we can go to 3, which we begin. Are you not aware that we, and this is for all of us, not just Rebecca tonight, but we, all of us, were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We all died with him on Friday, as I talked about As If you were here on Friday, I says, Will you let yourself be crucified with Christ today? And notice when we're baptized, that's when we finally, it's a symbol of what has to happen interiorly. You know, sometimes people go through the motions, but the insides never die. We need to all die physically, spiritually. All things have to be set at the feet of Christ and be died to die with him. Are you not aware that you who are baptized are baptized into his death? Through baptism into his death, we have been buried with him, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might too might have new life. Verse 5, if we have been united with him through likeness of his death, so shall we be through like him in his resurrection. This we know, our old self was crucified with him, so that the sinful body might be destroyed, and we might be slaves to sin no longer. 
So what Jesus Christ invites us to tonight, all of us to be baptized, not just Rebecca, to no longer be a slave to sin. You know, how often, how often, if you think about your life, is there some sin that has captured you, that you have struggled with throughout the years, that you have sat there and prayed it would get out of your life, and it would be just taken away, and you keep repenting of it and repenting of it, and you're still a slave to it. Well, tonight, you got to claim the resurrection power of Christ. And he said he has freed you from that slavery to your sin. And you and I got to claim that. I have been set free to sin by the resurrection of Christ. And so we rejoice that Christ is alive when I am a person of rejoicing because I don't go around saying, I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm just a little slob sinner, I'm no good, I'm no good. No, I rejoice in my freedom in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Huh? And that's offered to you tonight. Tonight, and Rebecca, when she comes up and gets baptized, she will be cleansed from all sin, all the original sin, cleansed from a life separated from God and reborn. And it comes, of course, you know, sometimes people say, I, I have a friend that was just uh, called me the other day. I married him a couple years ago, and he was going to leave the Catholic Church. And I said, okay, son, let's look at this. Why are you leaving? Well, because we read the Scripture. We read the Scriptures. Well, because of this. And I said, okay, let's deal with this. What's it mean to be reborn? And he's all, oh, Father, that's easy. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Nowhere. doesn't say it. That is not what it says. Read it. Go to John chapter 3, verses 5 and following. Get there. This is what it is to be born again. From the words of Jesus Christ himself, from the mouth of God himself, in case one of us worries, it says, John chapter 3, verses 5 and following. If you go right to 4, though, it says, how can a man be born again once he is old? Because in verse 3, he says, you cannot go to heaven unless you're born again. And so Nicodemus has to ask him about this. Hey, Jesus, what's this mean to be born again? Verse 4, can a man return to his mother's womb and be born over again? Verse 5, this is very clear. This is what God says it means to be born again. Jesus replied, I solemnly assure you, no one can enter into God's kingdom without being begotten of water and the Holy Spirit. That the way we are born again is through the grace of baptism, which will happen right here to Rebecca and happen to each of us one day. That's what Jesus Christ says. Because it's not just going to be a baptism of water. When we baptize her, the Holy Spirit of God will come upon her and make her alive. And she will rise with Jesus Christ as each of us. But just because it happened, a lot of us still walk in death. When Jesus wants you and me to walk in life, to let go of our old self and begin again in a new self. Is there a BC in your life? There should be. A before Christ and in the year of our Lord. There should be the way you were and the way you are. The way you were in sin and the way you are in Christ Jesus. That's the first thing. We need to rejoice. We have been freed from sin and death. The second thing we need to be rejoicing for is because Jesus Christ has freed us from hunger. You know, and everybody's always hungry. I always say I hate Lent. You know why? Because I hate to be hungry on Fridays. Because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fish eater, huh? And so I'm always hungry. And so each of us are, again, we hunger for different things. Some of us hunger for power. Some of us hunger for love. Some of us hunger for uh, 
food, some of us hunger for uh, money, some of us hunger for whatever it is, fill in the blank. And those things are hungers, it's that whole soul, it's that emptiness in our heart, that hole in our heart that we're always trying to fill. Well, if you go to John 6, Jesus says he's the conqueror of hunger. John chapter 6, it says it clearly. You can spend time with the whole thing, but he goes here in verse 49. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and they died. Your ancestors ate manna. And that can be just not the bread of manna, but the bread of power, the bread of money. Go ahead and eat it. It's going to be, it'll help you for a while, but you're still going to die. But this bread, verse 50, that is the bread that comes down from heaven for a man to eat and never die. Huh? I myself am the living bread come down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he shall live forever. For the bread I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. We who are the bread of life community offer the bread of life to the world. We are the instruments of that. And Christ says, come to me and I will fulfill your hunger. I will quench it. And I will not only satisfy your hunger, but I will give you that food which will help you to live forever. We rejoice tonight not only because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, but we too will rise from the dead in Christ. And we did it when we were baptized. When we die, it's just going to be a transformation of life. We are alive in Christ. And if we are going to live forever, we've got to tell our faces, huh? You ever realize I'm one of the biggest hypocrites there ever was? You ever notice? <laughs> I always sit there and think about this. Right before Mass, I'm ready to kill everybody because it's just, oh, give me a life. I've got to get all this done. All day, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I'm running. And all of a sudden, Mass happens, and I become this nice guy. You know, what hypocrisy in one way, but another way is me outside of Christ, and then when I finally can come to Mass and I can surrender myself at Christ, then he can take over. Well, what needs to happen to each of us is we need to let that Christ fulfill our needs all the time and not just at Mass, but really surrender ourselves. Jesus, I need you to feed me. I need you to take away my hunger, as he will do to the three of them tonight as they receive the bread of life for the first time. Well, Sean's had the bread of life for years, but the two of them will receive for the first time, and Sean receives it in new life tonight. Then finally, we rejoice that Christ is alive because he has conquered weakness. And I already told you that verse. This verse is in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. For this reason, I remind you to stir into a flame the gift of God bestowed when my hands were laid upon you. Verse 7, great verse. Underline it. You should know it and you should have it memorized. The spirit that God has given us is no cowardly spirit, but one, rather one, that makes us strong, loving, and wise. That because of Jesus Christ, when the Holy Spirit comes down upon these three people tonight, upon Sean, upon Beth, upon Rebecca, they will receive no cowardly spirit, but one that's going to make them strong, loving, and wise. And two, that is our call in Jesus Christ, the resurrected living Lord, that each of us are called not to be timid, not to be ashamed, not to be afraid. Remember the apostles, I mean, they told the people, uh, Mary and them, when they came and they saw the angel, they said, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Why? Because now he's alive, he's given you his spirit, and now you no longer need to be afraid. Don't be a coward. Be strong. Be loving. Be wise. 
We rejoice in the resurrection of Jesus tonight because he has conquered our fear, our weakness, and our cowardness. And he has made us strong, loving, and wise. So to sum up then, tonight Jesus Christ is alive, and he's been alive for 2,000 years. It's the year of the Lord. And he has come to give us life. That's the important thing about him is he rose so that we rise with him. And as we rise, we rise from our slavery to sin, and we rise from our death to new life. We rise from our hunger that the world is always hungry, and we are satisfied with he who is the bread of life and continues to give himself to us. And we are no longer cowards, but we are strong, loving, and wise. Know now who you are in Jesus Christ. You are the resurrected Christ in the world. Christ lives in and alive through us. The more we surrender our lives to him, the more he reigns in glory in us. So surrender and let him live in you and in me. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.